You're listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast, your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in Washington State. Good morning and welcome to the CEO Podcast. This morning, President and CEO Anthony Antone welcomes the State of Washington Tourism Executive Director David Blanford to talk about the new brand for tourism in the state. And they are joined by Senior Director of Communications Lex Nepomuceno. Today's episode is brought to you by Adesso. If you would like to find out how Adesso can help you file for the employee retention credit, visit adessocapital.com slash Washington dash hospitality dash association. I'll drop that link into the chat for you. We have set aside a few minutes at the end for questions. So if you have any, go ahead and type them into the Q&A section you see at the bottom of your screen. And also, we are recording this today for anyone who misses the live show. If you have Alexa and would like to listen to this podcast later this afternoon, try saying, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. It also works with Siri. And with that, I will hand this off to Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome, David and, and Lex. It's great to have everyone here for the podcast. I love that Blanford tripped you up, but you flew through Nepomuceno. Right? Right. <laughs> so the easier name to say is apparently Nepomuceno. You know, mine's Weinberger. <laughs> so I've had the easy, my hard last names my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give everyone a chance to, to come on board here like we normally do. Uh, I usually kind of do a fun little trivia thing that kind of goes with the theme. Can you hear that song okay, Lex? Yeah. We don't name it, but the song's too easy. The band's too easy. Which one of the Beatles wrote this song? So first one to put that in the chat, I will take to lunch. All right. Apparently that was really easy because Clayton was flying. And uh, so I think Clayton was the first one in, right? Yep, he was the first one in. So Clayton, I will gladly take you to lunch. It's actually kind of become one of my favorite parts of the podcast is I get to randomly take someone from the industry to lunch. I did play Here Comes the Sun because the masks have announced that they'll be gone on the 11th. The vaccine card checks are going away. The remainder of the mandates will also be gone by the 11th. Barring a new variant or a new thing, we're going to move into doing business versus worrying about panicking and change and all those other kind of things. So we'll still have headwinds. I consider this more like spring. The song reminds me of spring more than summer. And in spring, we have sunny days and we have stormy days. But the point is, is we're getting better. And I think that's how we're moving forward. I can't think of a better way to do that than talk about our new tours and program moving forward and thinking about that. But first, let's get in a little bit of the, the news. And uh, we are going to open the podcast with walking through the four things, our, our pillars. On our best day, we do four things for the industry. We provide great value through our programs. We help our workforce succeed. We are your primary source of industry information, and we protect and enhance the business climate that you do business in. Our sponsor today is Adesso, which is great. Lisa I, and Lex, I got to own, when Lex and, and another member of our team first brought me the Adesso program, I was a skeptic. I'm like, come on, this is too complicated. This doesn't work. They really had to talk me into it. We just crossed the $11 million in refunds for our members. So Lex, to you and Steven and the members of our team who brought that in front of us, thank you. That program 
has exceeded my expectations and erased all my doubts. So thank you for bringing that forward. Uh, also in the value area, we added a new MEC plan in the past month to our healthcare suite. Really excited. That program has actually gotten a good initial traction. It's got three tiers. It includes a variety of offers. And so the healthcare suite's also been a great addition to value. Goes with the other new things in the past few years of Virtual Plus and Healthiest You. If you're curious or checking out different healthcare options for, for your team, um, Lisa, one more time, as they have any questions on the podcast, what's the email that they will send an email to uh, after they're done listening? Podcast at wahospitality.org. So complicated. Podcast at wahospitality.org. Helping our workforce succeed side, the uh, Burtonshaw Lecture Series and Hospitality Week is next week at WSU. So I'm sure many of you have got team members going over to meet uh, the grads from WSU, the incoming students, and uh, all of that. I will be there for the week. And so if you're over in, at WSU and talking to hospitality programs and want to text me, I'll come find you. Let's uh, get together and meet somewhere afterwards, maybe the Coug, to give Bob's place a, a plug to, to enjoy a beer while we're there. Also, at the end of this month, we've got a ProStart competition coming up. Much uh, scaled down version. A lot of the classes couldn't be held because of COVID and other stuff. So there'll only be a handful of teams competing this year. But the point is, it's back after a two-year uh, um, waylay. If you don't know what the Pro Star competition is, this awesome, basically Iron Chef competition with high schools across the state that compete with their menu concept and, and, and items and winners go on to nationals. So small step back this year, but back. And then we'll build on it for the future. Other information, Lex, let's break up my talking. What's going on in our information side that people should be aware of to get the most value out of their membership? Well, as of March 1st, the new food code uh, for the state rolled out. Um, however, um, uh, it uh, isn't being enforced for six months uh, uh, by the local um, health departments. Uh, we did put together some resources on this. So uh, if you wanted to go there, we can go to uh, wahospitality.org slash food dash code and that'll take you to the correct address and so we've updated that with a series of videos that we did with the department of health and uh, members of our government affairs team and uh, it's very helpful so we walk everybody through um, the different stages and the different things that you, you need to prepare for however you do have six months before the local health departments uh, start enforcing so uh, that is in effect as of yesterday um, also, we uh, put together a supply chain continues to be a big issue for our, a lot of our members. And so uh, we uh, have continued to update our um, supply chain toolkit. Uh, but basically, that is an ongoing challenge for our members, and we continue to update that. And finally, uh, our hero manual, which we updated throughout the year, uh, we rolled out the, the latest version just this past month, and that is accessible under the members only website at access.wahospitality.org. So that's what we've got going right now. Great. Well, uh, thanks for getting all that information out on the, on the food code. There's a lot of small parts of it. And so I think that's going to be a great resource for us. And again, you've got six months to comply, but don't do what we often do, which is wait till the day before. <laughs> There's some things in here you want to start getting practice at and get good at before the six months is up. And thanks to Sam, uh, Samantha Lauterbach on our team for working with the health department on getting that delay. It was going to be fully enforced on March 1st and there wasn't because of COVID and the other crises that the health departments have been getting through, there wasn't enough information out there about it. People didn't know what it was or what was in it. So she got us the six month delay in enforcement, which is uh, really great work on, on her part. 
Also working on, uh, so the last pillar, and then we'll get into our news, is the government affairs side, protecting and enhancing the business climate. This is the last few days of session. We're uh, getting down to the hard count. And if I'm giving you great news of what's going on, I want to let you know of our uh, relief package. We are working hard on um, getting you relief from the things that have been going on uh, this session. And for those of you who are watching live, I'll bring up my screen. For those of you who are driving, don't worry. I'm, you're not missing anything. I'll cover it. Our relief package we're working on in the last few days has got $15 million in uh, assisting hotels who uh, struggled with the cost of the eviction moratorium. We've got $200 million in bridge funding for the federal relief and $7 million in reducing liquor license fees. All of these things are in the conversation in this last week. The Senate has two of them, but not the 200 million. The House has the 200 million. And so this is now going to be where the negotiators sit down and figure it out. If you're interested in contacting your legislator and saying, please pass this relief, it's really important to us, email Lisa at that podcast at wahospitality.org and she will get this to you. So you can fill out that action alert. Also, in the last few days of session, on the defensive side, we're working on ergonomics. And so there is a big ergonomics rule that might cost the industry 200 million that the 200 other million in reserves could face. So we are trying to find the right solution for that and working with the legislature, business community is pretty united on this ergonomics piece. It's the big defensive piece that we're worried about here in the last week of session. Also in exciting news of what's already passed on the way to the Gov's desk is a big unemployment insurance relief package which will save about $200 million in unemployment insurance rates. Excited that that has passed. Assuming the governor signs it, which we have every uh, indication that that is going to happen, then ESC will reissue your UI rates in April. Uh, so you, when you make your UI payment at the end of April, it'll be lower than what you think it will be right now. So great work by Julia Gordon and our team in finding the right solution to keep our UI rates low. And that will be, uh, again, $200 million in additional relief. So great job, team. How's that for news, Lex? A lot going on in a month. Busy month. Oh, I didn't even mention the federal stuff. On the federal side, RRF, Restaurant Revitalization Fund, in case you don't have acronyms memorized, it's getting tougher. So the good news is there's still a chance. It's not like a, like a million to one shot. It's, it's in the mix, but the odds are dropping. Sean at the National Restaurant Association is doing an incredible job in keeping that issue at the forefront. But uh, please keep contacting your, your congresspeople on that, and we'll go from there. And the National Restaurant Association and the American Hotel Association are also working with the IRS on ERTC and your tax filings. So all 50 states just sent a letter to the IRS saying, until you catch up on the ERTC payments, speaking of Adesso earlier, don't delay our taxes because they go together. And we don't want tax penalties that would be covered by the relief that we're about to get. So uh, that is also in the mix of what the national organizations are working on. David, as a first time uh, guest to the podcast, any questions on the news that you're like, I had no idea or... You think some of your members might need clarity because I spoke way too fast on a piece of this. Well, no, I'm just I'm just really impressed by how many how many initiatives you have going concurrently and 
in the government affairs and, and industry advocacy is really phenomenal and sustained. So kudos to you, kudos to the whole team and kudos to hospitality in general for weathering these, these difficult years and continuing on. Well, thank you. It's uh, We're blessed to have people like Katie and Sam and Julia and John and Austin who do great work on our behalf. We're really lucky. I do want to invite David Blanford here. And, and David, let's just have a great conversation of what's in front of us. Earlier this year, you rolled out the brand new brand of, of the state. And uh, you've been slow rolling it out and, and getting, I mean, you've been rolling it out there, but trying to pick your shots as we move forward. For our members who don't know what's going on, give us the, the, new, the exciting news and, and, uh, and what they need to know about our new brand as a state that will attract tourists here to fill up hotels and, and fill up restaurant seats. Well, it sure is exciting. And it was a long time coming during the pandemic, but in some ways it pandemic afforded us the time and the deep conversations needed to address something that had been missing for 10 years. The state tourism office was closed back in 2011 and no destination branding for the state had been done since. So we had a dark decade there where we were very conscious that we were losing market share to other states who had very strong brands and revitalized brands and uh, consumer marketing programs that supported them. And so we, we knew that that was going to be a core of what we would have to do to restart a statewide tourism marketing program build a destination brand that is modern, that will take us to the next place we need to be, compete, build back market share. And so we worked for probably a year and a half to investigate, um, to procure industry voices from around the state, stakeholders. We did a lot of listening. We, found, we put a national RFP out for a brand development agency found one with offices here in Washington and in other places called Adventure. Part of that adventure, they very much looked at it in, in, in that way. So the namesake rung true. And what really, I think, put them over the top for us in the selection was that they said, we really need to not create something for Washington, but rather uncover what is authentically there. And to that, we said, absolutely. That is what we need. I think maybe that is what has been missing. At when we hired them then, there was a very extensive process where we, we looked at the competitors. We looked at some of our challenges here in Washington, our name, uh, lack of market share, messages in the past that maybe haven't resonated, which ones would resonate in the future. And what we then built, especially the last six months or so, I think is one that is, is really broad, reflects the whole state, is a very modern take on what a destination brand can be. And we launched it, we almost launched it back in October, November, but with Omicron, we decided to push that out a little bit. So really uh, January 4th was the launch. I've got some slides back here if you want me to, to bring them up. Um, and for those of you listening, you, will, will, uh, you can email us and we'll uh, get you either the slides or a link to David's site so you can see all this cool stuff going on. But um, give us the highlights. Yeah, so, so what we're looking at here is, is a sort of a gra graphic representation of the destination brand. First point, what is a brand? What is a destination brand? Well, it's really a broad platform on which we can build marketing and communications programs. It's a way of encapsulating what this destination is. 
And that is everything from a name, which we are saying is the state of Washington. That's the state's official name. We're no longer using Washington State or just Washington because we, we want to be clearer than that. We want our consumer audiences to understand exactly where in the world we're talking about. We also think that name has a certain import, having more words than less, a capital T there at the beginning. Um, we also think that there's a double entendre. The state of is not only the state of Washington, but a state of being a place in the mindset of the consumer that they can be a travel experience they, they really want to book. Other elements here, you're seeing a little bit of old data here in terms of URLs and such, which we have, we have since uh, these slides were created, have righted. So the, the new name for our tourism office is State of Washington Tourism, and our URL is stateofwatchtourism.com. You'll see a logo here, the circular one, but there are variations of that. Other elements here, you will see some great photos that are varied from different parts of the state. It's important to tell the whole story. You will also see some vibrant colors. These are rooted in nature, but amped up to reflect optimism, the can-do spirit of the state, the creative culture that exists here very naturally. And then you're beginning to see messages as, as we're looking at this current one that I think very much reflect the core message of this brand, which is that we invite visitors to come, to immerse themselves, to be a part of the state, but to do so in a very responsible way, to understand that this authentic place, the authentic cultures that are here should be respected. And they as travelers would want to learn and, and understand and connect with those cultures. The brand is not so much a big welcome like you would expect a Las Vegas or an Orlando to do, but much more of an inclusive come as you are kind of a welcome. That we are who we are as locals. The state is authentic, has its own place, and we want you as travelers to, to feel welcome, but also to respect the destination. Ultimately, this is really about transformational travel. So this is a destination we're promoting, but we're also promoting a way of seeing it and being a part of it, the travel experience, if you will. Hey, let's get into that because uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You and I have been partnering on this for a long time and in getting the funding and getting the stuff. And, and this is an area where I've always said, I want to sit on the getting you money side because I don't get marketing. I mean, I know it is important, but you know, to some degree, it's not what I, what I truly understand but I'm so excited about this. And it's cool that a marketing campaign would get me this excited. If the average operator or GM is listening and they're probably closer to where I am than the true mastery of marketing that you are, what should they know for how this new campaign is going to impact their building? What would you hope they would take away from this podcast if you gave them like two or three things to really be aware of that could help them moving forward? Yeah, great question. I'm, I'm glad you asked it. And, and so when we say campaign, of course, what we've been looking at here is really the, the brand platform on which we build campaigns. And so very specifically, the consumer campaign that we have rolled out initially as, as a part of this brand is called True to Nature. And you see the hashtag there at the bottom. True to Nature is um, part hashtag, part slogan, part concept, I think. It's, it's a little undefined, but I think really rings true based on the description I just gave you. We're saying that 
certainly the experience here and Washingtonians are true to nature. They are who they are. They love nature. They love gateway communities and indigenous communities. They respect our values, but travelers would be a part of that too. They are true to nature. They may come as they are. And so I think we do have some of the other slides, Anthony will show some of the creative, the digital, there you go, some sample digital, for example, with the, the call to action really true to nature and an updated URL where they can find us and, and uh, learn more. Ways that they can be a part. We'll know that this campaign is out there now. It is for now, really now through June it is a part of a $2.6 million consumer campaign that is seen via digital and TV and other areas throughout mostly the Western US. That would include nearby feeder markets like say Portland or others, but then farther afield too into California and other Western states, British Columbia, Alberta, the lower mainland of, of BC. How can they be a part of this? Well, number one, learn more about it. Think about ways that you can be a part of it in easy ways like social media by sharing the hashtag, share your own images. You can amplify this message. You can make it bigger. You also, I think you also then can drive more eyes to your own business through this. There is coming very quickly what we will call a brand toolkit, which will have a lot of these assets that are shareable for the industry. And if it is helpful, then operators can use those as well as in the same way that a destination marketing organization or a chamber of commerce could too. Additionally, there are other tools that are available like some of these new images you're looking at and many, many more hundreds, if not thousands of more images that would be available to operators to use in their own marketing. They can find those at experiencewa.barberstock.com. It's our online portal to download and use images. If anyone wants to learn more about this consumer campaign or find ways that they could become yet more involved than that, certainly go to our new industry site, which is industry.stateofwatourism.com and contact one of the staff members who can tell you more. Most specifically, our marketing team can collaborate further and, and tell you about some other opportunities coming up. So, so David, for, for most of the people uh, listening, uh, they'll be listening in their car later, so let's do this. If you want to learn more about how your business can take advantage, send the podcast at wahospitality.org. And then maybe you can uh, get to Lisa, like a, an email that says, boom. And then we'll send that all these different links out to anyone who asks about it. Cause we really, today's marketing is so much different than the seventies or eighties, right? Where you had one TV commercial, two or three images, maybe a brand you put on everything. Now it's so social media driven and organic and, and needs to be authentic to truly work that a lot of this stuff to really be successful is gonna build upon what you've done here, but then make it a little bit their own in their own community. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, well, well said. And I think the key word is that the marketing and the campaign is, is integrated across multiple channels. The other aspect again, is that the, um, so much of this is shareable engageable, that the industry as well is invited to help promote, participate, use some of the brand assets for their own marketing as well. And going forward in the post-COVID world, it really has to be that way. We need to work in tandem. We need to work in partnerships. We've certainly got a lot of ground to cover. And so many of the Western states have my, they're miles ahead of us. And so 
working this way, I think, is the smartest way to build back. We're starting here uh, a little humbly as far as dollars go. Yeah. And, and we're going to have to work together to really get the biggest bang for the buck and to prove to the legislative world that a small investment here has big turnaround for tax dollars and community building and jobs. And so we can make a big difference. One of my favorite things about your campaign, and I got a lot of them, I love true to nature because it can be the, can I say hipness or does that make me old? The, the, the raw parts of or the urban culture of being true to nature. And then the outdoors of truly being in nature, it, it has that way to go a bunch of different directions. The other thing I really like is in the top left corner of most of these photos, there's a longitude and latitude. So when you see something and you want to know where it is, you can put that in there. Is that something we'd encourage people as they're taking communities of their restaurants or a great mural or an activity that we also are putting that little longitude and latitude in the corner of our, of our, of our pictures? Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you drew attention to that. It's a little hard to see here in the screen, but, but other applications will showcase that more. The intention here is that, you know, Washington has always had this name that is shared with other destinations. And so it's confusing in the consumer marketplace. So we realized in our SWOT analysis, as we were developing the brand, that we really need to find a way to be more specific. The name is one way, the state of Washington. Uh, other ways would be longitude and latitude. And we might use that as we, as we look at this image here, this is the enchantments in the North Cascades, for example, but you know that, that demarcation can happen all over the state. And we might have fun as we go on with the campaign here about educating people on geography. When you think about it, the geography and the topography and the just sheer diversity of, of the state of Washington is phenomenal from temperate rainforests to wine country to the Palouse, so different and varied. And so what better state to explore longitude and latitude and weather microclimates and really have fun and begin to subtly educate people? Absolutely, your members and the industry in general can follow this lead and play with this as well. David, I want to thank you a lot for you, uh, all your work to being done here. Now I want to open up for the, for the people who have listened live. I know about 90% of our, of our folks who do listen, listen in their car or listen later, but for those who are live, are there any questions you have for David or for me on the latest things going on in the industry? Lisa, have any questions come in? Yeah. Julie says, this is a beautiful campaign. She's in Seattle. How do you imagine promoting the cities? Yeah, well, again, it, the, the, the guiding principle here is that we're promoting a state that is diverse. And there is an, that's a noble cause. There's also an inherent challenge in it from a branding standpoint. You can't promote everything as everything. You really have to break it down very specifically. In other words, when we say Washington has it all, as Washingtonians, we know that. We know it's true. That's why we live here. It's wonderful that we have such diversity. But from a branding standpoint, which usually seeks to pare down and to make more specific and to paint a picture with words, you really then must do that very specifically with temperate rainforests and wine country and Seattle, right? And they're all very different. So we absolutely will promote the urban experience. We think it, it, it marries really well with the current true to nature campaign. Some of the collateral that you're, we don't have up here has images of music venues and nightclubs. 
the gum wall in Seattle. Say the gum wall. <laughs> yeah, as Anthony has seen before, but we're we're having fun with it and, and really showcasing the urban areas, not just Seattle, but other urban areas around the state as well. It absolutely is. These are demand generators of tourism, the urban the urban centers, and from there we know that visitors will go out to islands and wine country and other places. So they're very much a part of the campaign. And, and how we, I guess to finish that question, how we do that, it really depends on each city, city because not every urban center is exactly the same. If people are taking the organic photos and want to get them to you, or is it just, do they just literally, when they post on, on social media, do the pounds true to nature and your team will find them? So like Julie's got a beautiful spot on Green Lake, her, her property. And, and I'm sure there's days where she's just got great photos from the front deck of her property of Green Lake. Um, if she takes one and it comes out great and she'd like you to get it in the mix of things, how do they get, how does this organically populate with all these different parts yeah. of the state and, and how can they share and, and get those images to you or should they? Well, yeah, no, the beautiful thing I think about social media as an opportunity for everyone listening, I think, is that if you have your channels and you're already in the space, you, you can do it already by sharing the hashtag, by sharing photos, um, by opting into the conversation. So integration is two-sided. You can do it today. You also can reach out to us with other ideas or questions or um, conceptual possibilities and talk with us, with our marketing team, uh, explore variations on a campaign, explore different social channels or other URLs and, and other opportunities in general. We welcome the two-way conversation. But in the meantime, you have a campaign that is launched. You have a brand that is launched. You have a toolkit that is coming your way. And we would encourage you to dive in. It's all good. Awesome. Any other questions, Lisa? Oh, that's it. All right. So again, I'm listening to this. I would guess there's four takeaways, but David, you correct them if you give them different. One, we're launched. All these uh, things that you see in other states going here and you've been irritated because is Washington being promoted in other states? We are now rolling and maybe not as big as we want to be, but we're rolling and it's, and it's great. You've done good work. Two, the hashtag true to nature. So when you're promoting your area and you've got a great shot of your view or the sunset from your property or something going on or the kitchen, true to nature, learn your longitude and latitude so you can plug that in and be part of the larger campaign and get involved with driving tourism here in Washington and filling our properties and, and having those properties guests fill up our seats and restaurants. And so uh, you can do that by uh, learning more about us as we go and Lisa will get you that information. Is there any other takeaways for the simpletons that you would want them to know? Well said, Anthony. I, only that we should be excited by this. We've waited a long time. The pandemic didn't help, but we're we're going for it now. We're out there, as you said. Yeah, it's a multimillion-dollar consumer campaign. It's it's being seen in California now, in Oregon, and other Western states. We heard from people who were watching the Super Bowl and said, "Wow, I just saw your ad. It makes me want to come to Washington." And so, know that it's out there. You may not be seeing it as much unless you go on YouTube or something like that, and it pops up. It's out there. Others are writing back and saying, hey, it looks fantastic. It's nice to have you back, state of Washington. So we would hope that you would be advocates with us, marketers with us, communicators with us. We're really inviting you. And this is right at the start. So we're a little bit rusty, all of us. We haven't really been as, 
has mobilized and well-funded over the past 10 years, but going forward, this must be a partnership. You, you all must like it, be a part of it, and we need to make sure it's driving business to you. And your, your television ads are in the uh, are on your site, right? So if someone wants to go grab a YouTube thing and put it in their own social media and say, hey, come to Washington, look at our Absolutely. new ads, they can go and get that as well. So Lisa, Absolutely. let's include that in the links that we send out about how people might be able to view some of the ads being seen in other states. David, I can't thank you enough for your leadership. It's been such an honor to work with you in the past several years of bringing our tourism office back here in the state of Washington and, and the what we've had to do to get here in a very unique way. I really appreciate your leadership and I'm so thankful you're, you're at the helm of leading our tourism effort. Hey, Anthony, I have to throw it back to, that's no fair, you're stealing my thunder. We would not be where we are without the Hospitality Association and Anthony, especially you, you've been such a champion from the very start and in the darkest days. And so literally we would not be embarking on this really important journey in destination marketing without all your efforts. Thank you so much. Well, it takes a village and now we need our village to, to be hashtagging true to nature and reposting videos and helping us get the word out. So uh, everyone, spring is here. Here comes the sun. There'll be a couple of rainy days. I know we got headwinds. I'm not ignoring the tough things that are in front of us. But you got to have a little hope in this industry, and uh, and let's let's move forward with that in March. Good luck to our GA team in closing out session, and we will talk to you uh, next month. Have a great one, everyone. It's an honor to serve you. Thanks so much, and thanks again to Odesso for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, wahospitality.org where you can learn more about the restaurant and lodging industries and the Washington Hospitality Association. Be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Thank you so much for that effort. Until next time.